Buenos dias from BitPreak. This is the Rorschach Venezuela update from the 7th of April, 2022. A quick summary of what's going down in Venezuela. On Friday the 1st, Daniel Ceballos surprised many when he recognized Nicolás Maduro as the legitimate president of Venezuela in an interview on Globovisión. Ceballos was not only a part of the opposition party until recently, but he had been one of Maduro's political prisoners. Moreover, he had been nominated in 2017 for the European Union's Sarajevo Prize for Freedom of Thought due to his fight against Maduro's authoritarianism. In Ceballos' words, the country has evolved and so has the way of doing politics. On that note about controversial statements, Pedro Carreño, one of the most conservative Chavista figures, recently accused the Supreme Court of Justice of being a corrupt institution. He went on to say that the decisions made there were not taken by the 32 magistrates, but by two other people who are not magistrates. He heavily criticized the justice system and outgoing members of the Supreme Court. In light of these statements, people took to social media and wondered why Carreño made these statements now, when the magistrates were already on their way out. Although the appointment of the new magistrates should have been made by at the end of March, they have not been appointed yet. Maybe Carreño's declarations had something to do with Karim Khan's visit to the country. In his visit, the Prosecutor General of the Inter-American Criminal Court decided to open an office in Caracas. This office would serve to assist in the investigation of crimes against humanity, for which Nicolás Maduro is being investigated. Human rights activists define this as an achievement, since Venezuelan authorities have had no interest in carrying out a thorough investigation. And certainly, in Venezuela, everything is changing. A good example of these changes is the 2022 wave of concerts. International artists, such as Alejandro Fernández, visited the country to perform, after more than a decade of not giving concerts in Venezuela. Also, Venezuelan musicians who had emigrated from the country due to the crisis have included the country in their tours again. Ticket prices range from $20 to several hundred dollars, depending on the artist and the concert venue. All shows have been sold out, even exceeding the capacity limits that had been imposed due to COVID-19. Let's move on to some economic news. Even though last year, Venezuelans were allowed to open foreign currency accounts within the country, last week, a new restriction arose. Despite being allowed to withdraw and make deposits, citizens won't be allowed to make transactions in any foreign currency. The banking superintendent has not explained why they have made this decision. Many Venezuelans took this issue to social media and talked about a new corralito, a set of political measures that prevent the massive withdrawal of money from banks. On the 31st of March, the Vice Minister of Productive Economy, Ricardo Sanchez, informed that the tax exemption decree on imported items will be in action for one more month due to the complex world scenario. With this tax exemption, domestic production is at a disadvantage 
because the cost of producing within Venezuela are quite high, to the point that it's cheaper to eat salmon imported from Norway than fried pork produced domestically. Outside the country, the outlook seems to be lining up for a possible easing of the U.S. sanctions on Venezuela. On Friday, the 1st of April, a resolution was approved at the U.N. Human Rights Council, promoted by the non-aligned movement. This resolution entitled, quote, The Negative Impact of Unilateral Coercive Measures on the Enjoyment of Human Rights, end quote, explains how the sanctions have impacted the country and why they should be lifted. This resolution was approved with 27 votes in favor, 15 against, and five abstentions. Meanwhile, PDVSA has met with several international companies offering oil tankers for lease and purchase. These meetings foreshadow the possible expansion of the production and marketing of oil and oil products from Venezuela, that is, if the United States allows it. Speaking about the United States, in America, Citgo, the Venezuelan oil subsidiary, reported profits of more than $20 million in the first quarter of 2022. This change of direction is extremely important. Since 2021, the company's losses amounted to more than $150 million. On that note about oil, in Curaçao, two Venezuelan groups are bidding to take over the operations of a refinery that belonged to PDVSA until 2019. The Aldea Group, led by Luis Gallegos and Luis Alba, and another group whose name is unknown, led by Luis Giusti, former president of PDVSA, are the ones competing to take over the refinery's operations. The group that will take over will be announced on the 8th of April by the minister of Curaçao. On Thursday, the 31st of March, Venezuela and North Korea signed an agreement on mutual cooperation in sports. At that meeting, which was attended by the Venezuelan Minister of Sports and the North Korean Ambassador to the country, it was also agreed to create working groups to develop areas of common interest. On the 25th of March, a new meeting of the Conference of the Parties to the Minamata Convention on Mercury was held. This convention is the most recent global agreement on health and environment. In 2013, Venezuela intended as an observer, and Nicolás Maduro committed to signing the agreement. However, this hasn't happened yet. Recent investigations assure that mercury contamination in southern Venezuela is increasing due to illegal mining in the Arco Minero. By turning its back on international warnings, the country is putting at risk more than 2 million inhabitants. In other news, Athlete Yulimar Rojas is once again in the spotlight. This time, it is not because of a sports record, but because she will be the new image of the Banco de Venezuela. This bank used to be the Banco de Santander, a Spanish banking group, until it was expropriated and nationalized in 2019 by Hugo Chavez Frias. On Sunday, the 3rd of April, Gustavo Dudamel, the Venezuelan conductor, won his fourth Grammy Award for the best choral performance. He has now taken home a Grammy Award three years in a row. This time, Dudamel and the L.A. Philharmonic Orchestra earned the award for their recording of Mahler's Symphony No. 8, a.k.a. Symphony of a Thousand. Bravo, Gustavo!
And to close this edition, we will do so with Sympathia, the new novel by Rodrigo Blanco Calderón. This Venezuelan author was the winner of the Mario Vargas Llosa Biennial for his novel The Night in 2019. In his new and very entertaining novel, Blanco Calderón questions human bonds in a bankrupt society. That's it for this week. Thanks for joining us. What do you think about us? What do you think about our updates? We need some feedback. We want to get better. And for that, we need your input. You can tell us via email or Instagram or Twitter or contact us through any of those means and we can schedule a call. We would really appreciate it. Let us know your thoughts and ideas by emailing us at venezuela at rorschach.com or follow us on Instagram at rorschachvenezuela and Twitter at rorschachv. Also, don't forget to add us to your favorites or subscribe in the listening app of your choice to get updates whenever we upload a new episode. Hasta la próxima.